Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Blackwood Show. The Black, the Black, the Black, Black. Welcome to the Blackwood Show. I am Taylor Blackwood, and this is my show. Uh, Today, we're going to do the first episode on personal finance. This is one of my favorite topics. I love considering it for myself. I love researching it online. I love budgeting for myself and saving and seeing that money grow and seeing my investments grow and and being wise with money. Really what we're all trying to accomplish here is a sustainable future, right? The dream is to have the option at least to not have to work and not have to rely on income for a period of time and still to be stable, still to enjoy the things in life that we enjoy. Maybe the toys, maybe the experiences, maybe the support of others, maybe charity, whatever it is that makes you tick. What you're really going for with, with financial independence is being able to do those things no matter what's going on in the world. And the best way to get there is saving, not relying on income year in and year out because income has ups and downs. Certainly, you know, I've hit rough spots in my, uh, in my main source of income through my business. I've hit rough spots, certainly in my investment portfolio. Although, you know, most of my investing has come during a bull market here. I try to keep the perspective that that's not always going to be the case and that there's going to be darker days. So today we're going to touch on personal finance for the first time. I'm going to share with you guys some of my overarching philosophies. I'm going to talk to you most importantly about the concept of money babies. And this is one of my favorite subjects. I stole this from a guy online. Uh, I'll try to find his name and put it in the in the show notes. I want to say it's Gary something, but he's like a uh, he's actually an internet personality as well and an investing guru. And he made a lot of money in commercial real estate, so he's a big believer in investing. And those guys have a lot of financial discipline in a lot of cases because they use so much debt and they really believe in reinvesting in their portfolio and buying more properties. And he had this philosophy. He was showing off his watches was the video I was uh, watching with him. So he was showing off his watch collection. He's a big watch guy as well. And made the point that he was holding off on buying another watch until he had a quote unquote money baby that could buy it. And I was like, that's a hilarious concept, but it's such a great one. So he likes to have his budget fit in to where he's only spending money babies. So what is a money baby, Taylor, you might be asking? Well, I will tell you what a money baby is now. A money baby is the concept that instead of spending your income each year, you should invest your income whenever possible. And then what your budget should do is fit within the money babies. The money babies is the money that your money is generating for you. Passive investments, the stock market, for him, it's uh, commercial real estate. So instead of spending that money on a watch, he puts it towards buying another property and then lets that property yield enough money that he can afford the watch. And he kind of runs his whole budget within that. It's a really cool concept that instead of spending all of your income and figuring out how to budget that way, you're actually forcing yourself to have the discipline to invest and only splurging with money that is yielded from your other investments. What a cool concept, right? What a sustainable concept, because if you can count on those investments to continue to generate that type of return, then you have a really sustainable lifestyle that you're going to be able to ride out the ups and downs and not be one of those people who goes broke during recessions. So that's a key concept in personal finance. Uh, The main overarching theme with this is it's a way of living within your means. And that's a really difficult thing in society because there's so much pressure to spend money, to flash money. There's so much subconscious pressure that you're going to be happier if you have this toy, if you have that experience, if you do that thing. And really, you'll oftentimes find, or at least I have over the years, that those things leave you more empty than 
you know, the people in your lives. And that's something that I really value are my friends, my family, and the time I spend with people and great conversations, you know, maybe over a cheap meal that I cooked at home is more valuable to me than a flashy steak dinner with people who aren't that interesting or something like that. I love having people who are fascinating, who are smart, who are into the, into fascinating things that I can learn from in my life. And those are the things that make you feel the richest. But oftentimes there's pressure to spend money on the more frivolous things, on a car, on a watch, on a fancy set of clothes. And listen, I'm like anyone else. I've fallen victim to this too and spending uh, too much money on things that don't really bring you happiness. And a lot of personal finance, I think, is about is kind of looking within and deciding what makes you happy and allocating money towards that. Finding ways to fulfill your life or to build your lifestyle around the money that you have in ways that are going to fulfill you more and more, maybe adjusting your priorities. And and that's a cool part of personal finances. It's a way to look at your overall happiness, to look at your overall priorities. I saw a great quote once that if you want to see a man's priorities, look at his bank account, you know, look where he spends his time and look where he spends his money. And that's going to show you what his priorities are. And it's really, really true. You know, if you have a giving heart, then you're going to see a lot of charitable donations. If you uh, are someone who's maybe into impressing others, you're going to see big spends in the club or a big car note or something like that. Right. So, so these things are, um, uh, you know, it really does reflect your personal tastes and what you prioritize in life. So personal finance is a good chance to reflect on all that as well. Well, let's get back to it. Let's bring it home. Living within your means. It's an important concept because any amount of money can be defeated. And what I mean by that is that no matter how rich you are, there are ways to spend it. Believe me, you know, that when you're a kid and you think, whoa, one day, if I had a million dollars, I'd be truly rich. But there's, you know, people who spend a million dollars on a watch. There's people who spend a million dollars on a car, a million dollars on literally a vacation. And it was stunning to me when I found this out that people would spend that type of money on something like this. Because to me, when I was a kid, it's like, you have a million dollars, you are set for life, right? Well, no, I mean, there are people who spend a million dollars in clubs a year and stuff like this. It, it's wild, right? So any money, amount of money can be defeated. You could make 10 million, 20 million, 100 million, a billion dollars a year and spend it all. You know, that you see what billionaires spend their money on, a piece of art can be a hundred million dollars for them or something like this. So it can really add up and you see people at every level of wealth and financial trouble. Oftentimes this is highlighted by people who've like won the lottery or something ridiculous like that and go broke within a year. And you're like, how did that person lose $60 million in a year? Well, there's ways to do it. You know, there's expensive things that people don't account for. And especially, especially when you start supporting family members or friends or something like that, then uh, your money can go away really, really quick. So the first step in personal finance and budgeting is to live within your means. No matter what your income is, there's ways to save money. It's more painful, certainly for people who make $20,000 a year or something, but there's countless anecdotes on my forums and things that people who have that type of level of income and still manage to save away an impressive amount of it and, and to really grow and change their lifestyle through those investments and through those choices. A big example of that is the FIRE move, movement. So that's the financial independence, retire early movement. And that's a really cool one to research if you aren't familiar, but there's people, you know, you make $40,000 a year and figure out how to retire at 30 years old or something like that and still live, you know, live without working for the rest of their life through frugality. So there, there's always a way, no matter what your income is, to live within your means and to live a fulfilling lifestyle. And that's an important thing that financial freedom and budgeting and personal finance all highlight. So that's the reason that I love the topic too, is it's a great way to, to do some introspective research and to, and to look into what you prioritize in life and to, and to set what you want to accomplish. 
So let's talk for a second about budgeting. Um, a big, the concept that I'm going to talk about today is the money baby concept. So it's the concept that you're going to invest and only splurge at least on things in your budget that uh, can be earned through money baby. So what do I mean by that? So let's say that you make, let's say for a second, $50,000 a year. And let's say that it, your employer has a 401k, which is a great way to save. So let's say that you put money into your 401k let's say this first year you do a brilliant job. You don't have a lot of expenses. You manage to really pinch pennies and you put away $10,000, which would be huge. And let's say that your employer matches that and say you have a great employer that matches your 401k. Now you have 20 grand in your investment portfolio in just one year of investing. Well, a reasonable rate of return is 10% in round numbers. So let's say that on that 20,000 bucks, you, you earn $2,000 per year reasonably. Well, now out of your income, I'd say you got $2,000 to splurge, go treat yourself. And that's, and that's a cool thing that, you know, use that $2,000 every year for the rest of your life. Now it's kind of your fun money to go buy something you want, buy some cool clothes, buy a, a luxury item, buy a watch, buy a better car or whatever, right? You know, a better car payment, like pick something that you love and kind of splurge on yourself. And the concept there is that your budget for those extraneous items fit within your investment returns. Uh, and then each year as you continue to diligently invest more and earn more, you have more and more to, to spend out of your income on those things. And again, you aren't pulling money out of your 401k to buy that item. It's just that it's okay for you to splurge within your budget on those things. Otherwise you should be keeping it pretty tight and only you know paying your rent, paying your car note, meeting your financial responsibilities, but budgeting well and kind of living within your means such that you can invest and then enjoy your fun money is the whatever your investments yield kind of forces you to be diligent about your investments, either choosing a great advisor to run it for you or in future podcasts, I'm going to talk about indexing and the wisdom of just investing yourself and putting in the S&P 500 and just dollar cost averaging over time and letting compounding interest, which I did do an episode on already, work for you. This concept of money babies is a really important one because it's scalable. And what I mean by that is no matter how much money you make, you can always live within your means if you're living off of your investment income rather than off your income income. It, it is by definition uh, able to ride out um, your, your hiccups in employment, your hiccups in like a one-time major expense. Like if, you know, God forbid you get sick and have a big hospital bill or, or a health bill or something like this, or if a family member needs you and you step up to the plate and help them with a big expense or something like this, you see an opportunity to invest. You can still live that same lifestyle. You can still have the same amount of, of fun if you were splurging out of that investment income off of your money babies, rather than off of your income income and spending every dollar that you have. You know, a lot, there's a lot of pretenses to this and a lot of good behaviors that come first, but I love that money baby concept for framing your thinking about saving. That saving becomes what enables you to spend rather than an alternative to spending, if that makes sense. And it really rewards you then for being diligent about your investment strategy and also being diligent about how much money you save. So if you build up your portfolio to have $100,000 and you have a reasonable amount of risk and you're earning 10% per year, then each year you should go, you know, spend $10,000 on yourself because that's what your investment incomes are earning in the background. So rather than, you know, so say in that scenario, you've saved a hundred grand, say you have an annual salary of $100,000 and you're saving every dollar that you can be on your core expenses. Well, spend $10,000 on yourself that year out of your income, continue to save with the balance, but, but splurge on yourself a little bit and have some fun. And I really love that philosophy about it. When I heard that guy speak about it, I was like, that's the reason that guy's wealthy. You know, if you Google that guy's net worth, it's over a hundred million dollars or something crazy like that. And he's a really wise guy. And, and I think that's a cool way of looking at it that he, yes, he could go buy that watch because he has a bunch of income this year, but he'd rather invest it in another commercial property and have that commercial property spit him out a watch every year. 
for the rest of his life. And some, and he said, sometimes I don't even feel like spending those money babies. Sometimes I'm so happy that it's earning me so much purchasing power that I'll reinvest it and see it just grow, grow, grow and earn him more and more and more. It's a really sustainable way to approach one-time expenses. It's a really sustainable way to approach, approach buying toys or depreciating assets or experiences that you're only going to experience once. It's a common pitfall for people to live outside of their means, to spend every last dollar that they earn, and especially to spend it on frivolous things. You know, if you see someone blowing it on an extravagant vacation and uh, or even worse, going into debt on their credit card or taking out a bunch of debt against their house instead of you know saving diligently or something like that so that they can go spend it all on things that are just gone, fancy dinners, entertaining people, family members, whatever, right? then you, you start to see someone who doesn't have a lot of financial discipline. You see someone who's setting themselves up for failure because if they ever have a hiccup, they're going to lose it all. And one of the things that I, that I learned from one of my mentors early on is that coming down is one of the most difficult things in life. You know, you really want your lifestyle, uh, what you grow accustomed to, to be sustainable, to be something that you can count on, to be something that's going to work for you for the rest of your life. Not something that was an episodic good time or an episodic time that you could buy fancy things or have fun or whatever, but something in your life that is sustainable. And I think that money babies concept is that I'm going to do some more episodes in the future on my overall framework of, uh, of personal finance, but I kind of want to put this thought in your guys' mind is to start to consider living within your means and start to consider the concept of should the fun money part of your budget or even your whole budget, if you could swing it, be produced by money babies rather than your income. Cause that's a really cool way to live your life. It's a really freeing way to live your life because you know that you can count on it every year for forever, you know, by definition. And it's only growing if you're diligently investing rather than spending all of your income. I've, I wish I'd taken my own advice younger. You know, I didn't really learn about personal finance and saving and being diligent about that till I was like 25. You know, thank goodness I owned my own business. So my equity in the business grew over time. And that's kind of been the, the, the savings, so to speak, that I could count on. Because if I only had an income, if I was in a job where I just had a salary, then I wish I was investing a bigger portion of my income in those early years. Because compounding interest really makes a huge difference in this calculation and growing over time. You know, the difference between you starting to invest at 22 years old versus 30 years old is, you know, exponential on the amount of money you're going to have at retirement and the amount of money that you can count on. So personal finance and savings rates become a really big topic. So a couple uh, podcasts I'm going to have in the near future that are going to help frame this. The first one is going to be about the different ways that you can invest in the order in which you should invest in them. To give you guys a quick preview of that, very first thing you do is establish, well, you pay down all your debt. So if you have high interest debt, like a uh, credit cards or something like that, you pay it down right away. Probably loans even, you know, against cars and or student loans should be prioritized in paying that down almost immediately. Interchangeably, you could have an emergency fund first things first, but one of those two things needs to happen. Pay down your debt and then get into having an emergency fund. An emergency fund should be, I think it, I like to have a year of all my major expenses at least in an emergency fund, which is just cash or a very low interest paying like money market or something like that. Um, but you want to have an emergency fund that can meet all of your expenses for at least, at least, at least, please three months, you know, and that's, that's to say if you got fired from your job, if you lost your job, if you lost your business, whatever, you wouldn't have to move out of your house or, or change anything for at least three months. You wouldn't have to start selling assets for at least that period of time. I like to have at least a year of that as a cushion, uh, so that if things really went sideways, you know, knock on wood that I'd have that freedom to not have to sell assets or something for that period. So, you know, first things first, you'd want to have an emergency fund and or pay down that debt immediately afterwards. But then after that, you get into the fun part, you get into the savings part. 
And to give you guys a preview, I'm going to go into more detail of this in a future podcast, but you want to do like a 401k or a tax advantage accounts and max those out and then get into a brokerage. In the future, I'll also do some podcasts and personal finance on, you know, different ways you might invest in those brokerages. And again, all this is for entertainment purposes only. I can't give investment advice, but you know, t- talking to you guys about index funds, talk to you guys about dollar cost averaging into the S&P 500, and then eventually diversifying into stock picking, which I like to do a little bit of. Uh, and stock picking can look like a lot of different things, you know, picking companies that you really believe in and investing uh, and, and different behavioral things that you can do to, to maximize your investment strategy, but also to maximize your savings rate and therefore grow your uh, financial security and, and to get to a better and better place financially over time. So anyways, that's a little preview of things to come. But for the concept today, you know, mull over. Can you create some money babies? Can you invest away money in the stock market? Could you invest it away in a rental property that you manage or something like that that yields you enough money for your fund budget every year? And if the answer is no, you might consider investing more. You might consider getting a better discipline. You might consider setting up a better financial plan for your future. So that's my musings today. Uh, you can always reach me at the Blackwood show at gmail.com or else the Blackwood show on Instagram. I'd love to answer your guys' question. I actually have a, a good portion of them st- uh, stored up now. So I really should do a listener question episode. that will probably happen either later this week or early next week. But in the meantime, uh, I'm excited to get this series started on personal finance. I'm going to do a couple of these in a row and, and start to throw some more content your guys' way. So let me know if you have any questions or if you want me to address anything about your specific situation on the podcast, I'd be happy to do it. I know there are lots of great ways to entertain yourself, not the least of which are a bunch of great podcasts. So thank you for taking the time to listen to little old old me.